Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Hello, hello, hello. This is Lucy Still, and thank you for logging in to The Profitable Photographer. This episode is from a few years back, and it's in the top five favorites. So I thought people might want to listen again, or if you haven't gone back in the archives, I just really thought this was worth listening to for the first time. And back then I was excited because I was just about to hit the 50,000 download mark. And I'm now at 135,000 in 95 countries, which is so exciting. Plus, I've got a bunch of downloads on my YouTube channel as well. So it's just really gratifying that people are listening and people that I meet or sometimes people will send me an email and just tell me what they're loving and why they listen regularly. So thank you for listening regularly and on with the show. Marketing's job is never done. It's about perpetual motion. We must continue to innovate every day. And that is a quote by Beth Comstock. And I want to welcome you again to The Profitable Photographer. I am so thrilled that we're just about to hit the 50,000 download mark and still 74 countries. I haven't checked to see if, if a new uh, country popped in, uh, but I'm super grateful that people are listening. And I would love for you to go to iTunes or wherever you listen, and there's a spot to do a review. and give a quick review. Let me know what you're enjoying. If you have something specific from this episode, you'd like to acknowledge or any or all of them. I just really appreciate that. And again, lucydumascoaching.com is where you can find all things Lucy with coaching and podcasts and all that. So I am super excited to talk to our guest today, Amy Froughton. And Amy started her career in business, she says, in all the wrong ways. I love that. And then quickly, because she didn't want to, I assume, go out of business, learned the through the hard lessons to charge her worth and develop a higher end business model. And then I, I'm going to ask her when this happened, when we're chatting, but she found that there are many other photographers, as we know, that have the same issues. So she started a business called Photo Business Tools. She's a certified life coach as well, which if you listen to this show, you know, we can do all the things, but we need to have our mindset, our limiting beliefs and other things in alignment to be successful. So Amy, I'm so excited that you said yes. Thanks for uh, joining me on The Profitable Photographer. Hey, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. So fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Amy, I'm just going to uh, mention that I have consistently 
received wonderful emails from Amy for, it feels like many years and Mm -hmm. they're just right. I don't feel like, oh, her again. (laughs) (laughs) They're openable. And so as I was thinking, who would I love to talk to one-on-one? I was like, that Amy, she clearly knows stuff about effective marketing. And um, so that's why I was like, Amy, come talk to me. (laughs) You're so nice to say that. Thank you. I have learned a few things. And so I would love to share it. It's it's been a good journey. Good. For sure. So um, how long ago did you start the photo business tools? So I started photo business tools. It's been about 11 ish years. I can't remember exactly what year I started kind of because I was doing another business and then, um, that I got kind of burned out. So then I started doing this and then our photography. And then shortly after starting photography, I just met a lot of photographers who were like, I hate the business side. I I don't want to find clients. I don't know how to do my website. Somebody would just do this for me or whatever. And I was like, what are you talking about? I love that part. It's so fun. And I realized quickly that photographers love taking pictures. They're super good at it but they're super creative and don't love the business side. But I also knew that they had to figure out the business side in order to take more pictures right? <laughs> or they'd have no clients. And so I started photo business tools, you know, back then it was more like a subscription based model to just give some tips and share some strategies I'd learned through my time as an entrepreneur, even before my photography business. And um, yeah, it's been going ever since. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'll be the first to admit that while selling is my superpower and I'm pretty proud of the work that I do photographically marketing has always been that area that uh, I suppose if I was being graded on it at a lot of points, it would be needs to improve, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously staying in business 39 years, I figured it out and yes, you've done well. <laughs> and actually uh-huh. what I've learned as I've um, you know, really, gotten more in in depth in teaching and learning more about marketing is that a lot of the marketing I've done it didn't feel like it because it was something I enjoyed so I didn't really call it that so yeah yeah so um just curious what kind of photography uh business did you start 11 years ago what was your specialty yeah my favorite is families um I have a big family myself. I have six kids. And so I, and we have a really big family community. So I started there and then I just kind of did a little bit of everything. If somebody needed a wedding, I was happy to do it. Um, not so much newborns. I was never really good at that, but, uh, you know, headshots and high school seniors and all the things. So, yeah. Yeah. And was that, so you're in Arizona, uh, just side outside of Phoenix. Was it there right. as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 Such a great family community and yes. um, probably a lot of your target clients. Yes. Um, yes. Very much. Yep. So how did you learn marketing? So I learned marketing. I like to say I'm street smart. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't go to school for marketing and I'm kind of, yes, there's a ton to learn in school, but when you learn on the street, you learn specifically what you need just for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So before I did photography, I was actually a Mary Kay consultant and a director. So I did that. Uh-huh. For about 
Yeah. And it's very similar because your clients are outside your front door. You know, you're, it's a local marketing strategy. It's not a national strategy. I'm not trying to get clients from another state or another city. It's like, how do you communicate? How do you connect with the businesses locally with people locally and get your name out there just within the people right around you, friends, family, and then beyond. And so it was so similar. And I just loved it when I was doing Mary Kay. I did very well there. Won a pink Cadillac, had a big team, Ooh. you know, just loved it. And so when I started photography, it was very natural for me to just like have confidence in reaching out and sharing. I wasn't scared. I didn't feel like I was being pushy. I didn't feel mm -hmm. like I was trying to, you know, so many times people start in entrepreneurialism, especially in the sales department of like, okay, I have to make sell. And they're terrified of sales. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're afraid of what, it, you know, their friends are going to think of them. And I'd already gone through all that with Mary Kay. I'd already learned that that wasn't what it was about. It was just really about servicing and helping people. And so I'd already had that training mindset and grew into that. So it was very easy for me to be able to grow my photography business really quickly. Cool. Um, even though I did start it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so Amy, guess what? What? I sold Jaffra. No way. Yeah. And I have a <laughs> podcast episode somewhere around episode 20. That uh -huh. is 12 tips, 12 things I learned about sales from, from selling makeup. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, Cause we get together and do our makeup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one, one of the things I learned, um, cause selling is my superpower. Wait, I already said that anyway, <laughs> it's about the importance of the words that we use, you know, when you're selling a luxury product that is intangible. Words uh -huh. are important. I learned that the sooner you get past your friends and family, the, yeah, the you know, the, it's just so awkward at first. Yeah. Um. So yeah, check out. Check out episode twelve. When you have 20. a little a little time this weekend, listen to that. Maybe you can add to that because I I was never director. I was doing it to supplement my income. Um. As I was building my photography business. Uh -huh. And I could, awesome. it was just so nice to be able to, to pack my little bag and go somewhere and come home with at the time, 200 to $500 yeah. in my pocket. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I love that. <laughs> that's so fun. Yeah. And the, the thing that's cool with those kinds when it's, you know, when it's legitimate and not just a pyramid scheme, uh, they, there's just so much training that, yes. that happens mm -hmm. that's basically free. So, well, that's yeah. awesome. That makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got so many of my yeah. business skills, my sales skills, my people skills, mm -hmm. like understanding, you know, how to treat customers, how to have customers for life. Like all of that was based in what I learned from Mary Kate Cosmetics. Right. And, the, amazing company. Mm -hmm. and what people may not know is that when you become a manager, now you're managing people and uh -huh. getting sort of passive income you're not so it's not just uh the term cash cow you go do something you get paid for it you do something you get paid for it but that it's also a great education in how to build a team where you have people working for you so yeah you got some skills <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> so i would love to know your big picture um you know, you're, I have, I have my own with 
selling, what's your big picture with marketing, like conceptually? You know, I, I actually teach to put your eggs in lots of different baskets. One thing I don't teach a lot of is Instagram or, um, is Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But mostly because a lot of people are already doing that. Like when people come to me, they're, they're already posting regularly. They already have got that figured out, but they're still not there. They're still not, or maybe they don't like Instagram and don't want to be on Instagram and that's fine. So I teach, you know, get your Google, my business structure set up correctly. So you have people coming in from Google, my business. And then also like, let's make sure your website is converting. Oh, wait, you don't have any traffic on your website. Okay. Google, my business, get the, you know, webs, get the traffic going there. And then let's get up the lead magnets on your website. So you can start email marketing, which you're benefiting from my email. So, you know, you know, kind of my, my pattern there. And then from there, Facebook ads and local partnering, like, you know, reaching out to local businesses, creating partnerships, creating opportunities where you're sharing clients or events or whatever. So people hear more about you, you get more um, exposure, more, your name's out there. You kind of develop yourself as an it photographer, mm -hmm. even getting into local publications without having to pay for it. Do you have an overall, those are strategies. Do you like, could you define marketing or what the, what the, I, I think the first thing I heard you say when we were talking about um, selling cosmetics was shifting from making money to serving. Mm -hmm. Does that fit in? Like, would you say that's your big picture marketing or do you have a definition for yourself? And when you're um, teaching about like, here's how we think about marketing in general. Um, you know, I think for me, it's more about the amount of exposure. I just find a lot of photographers hide under a rock. Ah, okay. <laughs> they have really, really good work. In fact, I've worked with photographers who have won awards for being like the world's greatest photographer in certain contests and things, but have no clients because they're not telling anyone that they're out there or that they're a photographer. They're not sharing. They're not putting themselves out there. So I don't have one mantra, so to speak. But I do teach people like just go from not marketing to marketing. Mm -hmm. That's what I think I find the most is that they're just calling it word of mouth or hope marketing, hoping someone will share or getting referrals without a specific referral program or maybe posting on Instagram. But that's not a marketing structure. It's not a marketing plan. And so, you know, the reason I teach all these different avenues is because when one's work, not working, the other one will be. But it's more about exposure. Right. Like the more you put yourself in front of other people, then they're going to attract people right. naturally. You don't have to be salesy or pushy. Right. You just have to be present. You have to be, you know, around. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I think um, I'm guessing you would agree with that. So I'm just going to throw it out there. And if you don't, then you don't. But I'm assuming that the exposure you're talking about is to your ideal clients. So it's mm -hmm. not the um, like get an airplane and fly over all of Phoenix and drop flyers and every mail address and mail to them and every email. And when you do a Facebook ad, you know, anybody with the pulse, but yeah. that the exposure is targeted. It, is that Absolutely. Of course. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And relevant. 
Right. What do you mean by relevant? Same thing. Like if you're shooting for families, then you want to be targeting families. You want to be on Mm -hmm. Facebook, you know, with your ads, you want to make sure it's relevant that you're speaking message to families that the photos of a family, you know, and that you're doing that kind of work. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I am. So I have a little ebook that's about marketing in the real world. Uh And so that's always been my strength is getting out and meeting people and not social media. And then COVID hit. So (laughs) I've had to really learn for myself and my, my coaching clients, what it Uh sounds like you already were. uh, Well, I don't know when you started uh, helping people online, uh, in addition, possibly to those real world applications, but yeah, it's been an interesting time. So do you think there's anything that you're doing differently and teaching differently because we can't like for me, charity events have always been uh, really, really great. I would not have had a business if I did not do a lot of, um, gift certificates at charity Mm -hmm. events. But you can't, couldn't do that until, you know, now they're starting to roll around. So anything that you've seen that's different in the last year and a half or so? Um, I don't know necessarily what's different. I, I kind of keep to myself. I don't look at what other people are teaching. Honestly, I just know it works for me and for my clients. And then I just go to work. Right. Yeah. So I guess my question is not, not different from other people, but anything you've added or changed in your approach to marketing, because, you know, we've had to do things indoors a lot, any, or were were you already all set up to like, I'm already doing lots of online and mail. Like, did you have to change anything is my question. No, good. I didn't have to change anything because, you know, like I, the Google, my business is a part of it. You know, if you're going to get ranked well there and get that moving for you, you know, email marketing, making sure your website is high end looking simple. Also you're getting traffic there and then you're developing leads from your website and then email marketing, having, you know, sequences built so that they automatically flow into a customer. All those things are already online. So my strength was there. The local partnering slowed down a little bit. Uh-huh. And people just had to change how they did that. Right. Right. Yep. And so still reaching out to local businesses. How can they partner to benefit the other business, but also bring awareness to their own? And it was just a matter of adjusting like the rest of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. But how you, do we make it work? But you didn't have to do the big pivot <laughs> that word <laughs> we're already online you were yes so yeah. can you because this is an area that I'm not as versed in as um like most of those bullet points lead magnets Facebook ads local marketing mail website etc you know I know just what you're talking about but can you share more about Google my business can you like walk me through what, what is that? And how do we get that in order and use that? Yeah. Yeah, Google my business is great because a lot of people, most people are going to Google are ready to buy Ah. for a photographer. They're warm. 
You could even say hot leads. And so if they find you off of Google, the chances of them purchasing from you are really high. Whereas if you're just posting on Instagram all the time, you know, you're posting to people who are your neighbors and live in your community that are doing life, but may not be looking for a photographer right now. Mm. And so it's a different um, avenue to get leads from, right? So when you're attracting someone off of Instagram, you might also need to have a lead magnet, like, hey, check out this, you know, PDF I have on how to take pictures with your iPhone or something like that. Mm -hmm. until you're bringing them in and then you're nurturing them until they're hot, like with emails and keeping in front of them. And then when they're ready to buy, you're there. Mm -hmm. But with Google or Google My Business, people that are ready for a photographer right now are going there and searching you out. And so the leads are awesome. And Google My Business is different than just Google. So in a smaller town, it's not as prevalent or it's not as noticeable, but in any medium size or bigger cities, you'll do a search for, you know, family photographer like San Diego, for example. Mm -hmm. And most people with SEO are going for the first people that show up. But if you really look at the first Google page, first, the people that are paying for ads are going to show up. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the map of the Google My Business folks comes next. Oh. And so there's usually three photographers in Google My Business. And then below that, there might be another ad or two. People are paying to be in the top switch, which people are you know, people are aware of that. So they don't always click on the ad people, but they do get a lot of traffic. And then from there, it's who's ranked number one and number two, number three in SEO. SEO is very hard to compete with. Right. You know, for some of you starting a photography business right now, competing against Lucy Dumas in San Diego, they're never going to win. <laughs> You've been doing your reality is I can't win over all of those new people who are charging very little and put it on their website and give all the digitals for like, I almost never book somebody that found me online because, and I used to, but now uh, it's hard for people to know, like, why would they invest the time, the money, all of that with me when they can get 200 digital images for $250. So uh -huh. it, it works. It goes both ways. Um, mm -hmm. What I hear he's saying, it's kind of a losing game. Just well, regular for SEO, SEO, it's not it's not losing. But to really compete in SEO, you almost have to hire an SEO team uh, and you have to have like the back end of SEO. There's definitely some things you can do, like naming all your pictures and getting all the headlines and, you know, blogging regularly. All those things will help you a ton. But to really get up there, and especially in a competitive market, you have to, there's so much tagging and alt tags and everything behind it. But Google My Business is a lot easier strategy to get noticed. And Google My Business is different. It's just that map, the first three, that when you do a Google search, you'll see it. Uh -huh. And then you open that up, and then it's just a listing of all the local businesses sure. that match that search. And then there's a secret algorithm oh. <laughs> that nobody knows about that's Google's strategy is they keep their algorithms, you know, secret, but there are ways that you can show up a little bit more prominently. Um, one of those is getting reviews. Um, and then also what you're, how often you're posting in Google, my business, how you're engaging and interacting, and that will keep you on the first page and how you do your reviews, just doing them strategically. So they're optimized for your searches. 
um, can really help as well. And so as I've helped clients through the years, just, and it doesn't take a lot of work. It's just getting up, getting that going as one of the pieces of the puzzle. And then just, you know, keeping it alive and making sure you're getting reviews regularly through huh. part of your workflow. Uh-huh. It can really change how much business you have coming in. So is this something you pay for or is this free? It's free. And like, it's just, it's like this whole new world to me, Amy. That's why I love. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You asked me when we were chatting uh, before we started recording uh, about my podcast and do I love it? And I said, yeah, cause I love to learn new things. Yeah. So I've heard the term and I have had one other guest that talked about this, but I, I don't know enough about it. So it's, it's sort of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Google my business. And I'm thinking, <laughs> but how do you get on there? Where do you find it? What do you do? Yeah. Does it cost money? So no, it's, it's totally free. You just have to register your business. You have to have an address that's local. Um, and then you register with Google and then they send you a postcard just to verify it. And once that's up and going, then you have this like little account where you post pictures of your work, your logo. Maybe even if you have a studio front, you can put photos there. You can do posts in there and people can respond to them. Huh? It's a little tricky to figure out. Um, as far as like how often they post and where to see the posts, but it's also pretty simple. Like at least having a Google My Business um, account and then getting your reviews sent there can be huge in people finding you that are again ready to buy mm-hmm. and coming through Google. And then from there, you know, getting them into your website and getting the inquiries and working yeah. on booking in from there. So, and I imagine that's something that you help people with uh-huh. all the yeah. time in your business. Yes. Yeah. 100%. How to talk to them on the phone, how to make sure they are listening and not just talking and, you know, making sure they understand customer service and how to get the booking as well. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, so is there a, a resource that teaches people this? Yeah, my course. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to. Yes. <laughs> Sure, you could Google it, like how to get on Google yeah. My Business. But you have this pretty simple. So, and if people are asking me, I'm like, here's how you do it because they're in my course, right? So, so <laughs> do you have a specific course or some way that you just teach this for people that want to just, you know, have a, they've got other good things going, but they specifically want to get going with this? Is that a specific course? You know, I actually don't, I have one program and that's it. And it's a five month coaching and it's almost like five to six courses within that program okay. because I am teaching. Here's how to master Google, my business. Here's how to master email marketing. Here's how to master. Let's look at your website yeah. get that optimized. But it all is a, a funnel sure. and, and everyone will do something different depending on their photography. Like some people might have a lot heavier Facebook ads versus their type of photography might be more partnering with local businesses. Right. So and that's what I, I love. Yeah. That's what I love about marketing is I have, you know, become more uh, focused because sure. If you get a great lead, like it, for me, once I get a great lead, it's on like Donkey Kong. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and what I've been learning is that there's so many great ways. Um, yeah. Going back to you saying, don't do only one, mm-hmm. but uh, that we don't 
have to do it all, we can find those things that, that go with our work and our own personal style. So Mm -hmm. this Google, my business sounds like a great, um, new to me, probably everyone else out there is like, <laughs> Lucy, where the heck have you been? <laughs> I've heard the You'd term. Be surprised. Most photographers that I'm working with either have an account, but they're not doing anything with it, or they haven't registered an account at all on Google My Business. Right. So it's new to them as well. I'm not sure I, I have. Do. Well, I have it, a lot of the things I teach too, it feels like so much, but really once you get it set up, it's one and done. You just send your reviews. Like the flow of managing it is very simple and you can be automated. Same right. with email marketing. Like once you have your lead magnet, you have more traffic coming to your website, mm-hmm. then people come in and you have automated email systems that go out. And so the maintaining of it is very simple and very manageable, uh-huh. but it does take a little setup, but you're also asking to build like a business that supports your family, right? A hundred thousand, 200,000. Like it's not like a one day marketing thing. That's going to no. be one and done. And now yeah. you all of a sudden have all the leads in the world coming in. It takes work to get it put together, but then you have sustainability. Right. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, some different groups a lot, and I'll see somebody say my website's been up for a whole month and I haven't gotten any work at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I love what you just said that this is a business and we have to invest our yeah. time and our energy and money and whatever else, you know, blood, sweat yeah. and tears into mm-hmm. getting it set up and set it right and then like website get a great website going you don't have to like get a new one every month no you know that yeah so anyway tell me more about that and how that connects you know our beliefs connect with marketing if they if it does absolutely you know most people there's two reasons they're not marketing one is they don't know what to do And the second is they lack motivation. Mm -hmm. And the reason they lack motivation is because they don't feel great. Like all of your motivation comes from how you feel Mm. and your emotions and how you feel come from what you think about yourself. So we have limiting beliefs and we lack motivation. And then your motivation comes from your thought or sorry, your motivation comes from how you feel, right? Yes. And that comes from what you think about yourself. And so if you're in a stage where you're struggling, your business isn't going well, what I hear a lot is people start questioning their value. If people aren't calling them, they make it mean something about how they are as a photographer. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. When the truth is, it's because they're not marketing. They're hiding under a rock. (laughs) They're really amazing photographers, but they're allowing their lack. So it's a kind of a vicious cycle that they get into. Right. Yeah. But if we can switch that and start, okay, let's first of all, recognize you're actually an awesome photographer and you need to own that. And what do you need to remember every day to remind yourself and start living into that truth and that belief. And when you feel good about that, it's easier to get into action and start doing all the things that you need to do for your business in marketing, Mm -hmm. local marketing, partnering with other people, because then you're coming from a place of excitement, a place of confidence and a you know, a place of commitment to your dream. 
Yeah. And that's when, that's when it's easier to take massive action and get massive results. What if you don't think you're good enough? That comes up a lot. And I'm going to be doing just a solo, not just don't discount myself, Lucy. (laughs) I'm, I'm going to do a solo episode on that whole concept of not being good enough and the Mm -hmm. imposter. So what do you do if, if that is the first place you're stuck? Yeah. Well, obviously everyone will always be growing. So everyone that comes into my program, we work with them also on their photography skills and editing. So I'm never going to say that you've arrived, but you are awesome. Right? So if that's something that you recognize in yourself, first of all, awareness that you have this strong belief that you're struggling with not being good enough or imposter syndrome or whatever, I think it starts with just having grace for yourself, Mm. having compassion. Like it's okay to feel like that. It's totally normal that you feel like that. I guarantee you there are millions of photographers today that are some point in their day saying, I'm not as good as the girl I just saw on Instagram or the guy I just saw on Facebook. And they're letting themselves be run by that. But that's just a habit of your brain. And it's not who you truly are. Mm. And so being able to separate what your brain is bringing back to you of information. Oh, I just saw this, this company, they seem to be making $3,000 sales. I haven't made one in two weeks. And so I must not be good enough when you can back off from that, from who you really are and say, wait, that's just my brain feeding me a thought. That's not true. Mm -hmm. And if I want to show up today as a successful business owner, what thought do I really want to think about myself? That is true. And the truth is I've had 50 clients in the last six months that all love me. Boom, done. You know, so it's more focused, like being able to recognize that that thought comes up, having compassion for yourself and grace. It's okay. But then taking advantage of the ability to pivot your thought into something that's more empowering. I love it. (laughs) I, Amy, as a self-employed person, I sometimes will have days where I think I was completely lazy and I didn't do anything. Uh-huh. And then I judge myself for that. And then oh, I, yeah. and then I worry <laughs> my, my worry always ends up with me as a bag lady in my <laughs> 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 which at one point I realized, Oh, knowing myself, if that actually happened, I'd still figure it out. I'd find a community. I'd find a shopping cart. I'd figure out where to get lunch regular. I I'd work it out. But anyway, that's a, that's a (laughs) more, but then often I'll be like, well, wait, okay. What have I done today? And it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, I have a vacation rental. I met those people. I Mm -hmm. did all the laundry. I made sure this was done. Mm -hmm. I, I did a Mm -hmm. podcast interview. I, that's it. And, and then after I list what I've done, even if it's just like, I did also, I did my dishes because uh-huh. I live alone. So that's not always required in my yeah. <laughs> Um Yeah. So well, that checking what you said, that checking in with what's true is often what's true when my head is telling me I didn't do enough is that uh-huh. I have a right to be kind of tired and relax. Mm-hmm. So is that an well, illustration I, of the kind of like, oh, pain? Totally. Yes, we all do. And it, the thing that really stood out to me is the self-judgment. Like that's what we all do, whether it's, oh, I feel like I'm being lazy or you're comparing yourself to other people on social media. 
And self-judgment isn't going away. It's yeah. not. Our world is becoming even more critical and we're, we have even more access to other things to keep comparing ourselves. And it's natural for our bodies to judge ourselves, but it's the grace for yourself and the mm-hmm. compassion to yourself. I love it. That's the gateway to allow you to pivot to a new thought mm-hmm. and a new belief and have that confidence back. That really is the truth about love you. it. Can you define grace? Yes. Grace is just being okay. Like allowing yourself to feel like maybe you did have a lazy day. Maybe it's okay. Maybe it's okay that you just didn't have any client work that day. Maybe it's okay that you feel kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's all right. You know, it's just allowing yourself to feel junky sometimes and to feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm not enough. And it's okay that I feel like that. Right. Now I see that I recognize it. Do I want to stay there? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you've had the grace, the awareness. Now you can pivot. Let's pivot over to something more empowering. What is actually true about me? I love that. I know from a, from a higher place. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what I love is when we have the habit of grace for ourselves, Mm -hmm. then like some people, I probably have a lot more grace for everyone, but myself, but for some people, I think learning grace for themselves then makes it so that they extend that to the world at large in a better and better way. So a thousand percent. So it changes the world. It changes every relationship you have. And it starts with grace for yourself. You can't have grace and love for other people until you have grace and love for yourself. Right. Right. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Even the, when I did weddings, Amy, I did weddings for 12 years before uh-huh. I shifted to being the baby whisperer um, uh-huh. and then kids and families, you know, naturally unfolded from that. But there was this one Catholic church <clears throat> that no one wanted to work there because the organist was the wedding coordinator and the Monsignor and the organist were like, they made it very difficult. (laughs) The rules, the limitations, they followed you around and scolded you. And, and so I worked with a psychologist to figure out, you know, what do I do? And, Mm -hmm. and number one, we figured out, I, I stay out of his eyesight as much as possible. (laughs) I agree. I, I hear you got it. Yep. You don't want me walking up the aisle flash. Got it. So agree. Um, Mm -hmm seeing that there's some humor in that behavior, but then the core, what you just said is having compassion because Mm -hmm. someone that gets up in the morning with the maybe unconscious attention intention of Mm -hmm. like being on top of the photographer and everyone to make sure that, you know, stuff doesn't happen. That's gotta be kind of painful inside kind of mm-hmm. so having empathy for whatever it is that makes someone do that thing be that way that we wish they weren't yeah now a and two the other part of that is when other people are treating you less than it's because they have their own stuff they're going through right it's never about you no it's never even though they're complaining at you and yelling at you whatever i had a client yesterday and she was talking about a challenge she was having with her mom and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, guess what? Your mom's suffering. Right. 
hundred percent. The things that she's saying to you has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. It's her. And then as she stepped back and she's like, you're right. She has this going on and this going on and this going on and this going on. I'm like, she's just expressing it to get that out of her system. And you're a target right now because it's one she's coping. You know, it's her coping mechanism. Yes. Have you Mm -hmm. read the four agreements? I have briefed over it, but I haven't read it. So one of them, and I've, I've actually done two solo episodes on it and how the four agreements relate to business, but there's one that's exactly what you're just saying. Don't take anything personally. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all living in our own challenges and Mm -hmm. um, having that grace for people. And, you know, that makes it easier than not to, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to have that compassion. So I love this segue into this and I know you have to jump off. So I have two quick questions for you. Sure. Number one, um, how do people get in touch with you? I know you have some some um, free downloads or mm-hmm. something cool uh, yeah. when they do. So where do they go for that? Awesome. Um, Photo Business Tools is my website, and there is a free masterclass on there of how to build to 100,000. Oh. And there's also some other free trainings that you can find in the footer of the website. So yeah, great. Photo business tools. Yeah, great. And uh, lastly, is there something you either haven't shared that you want to make sure people walk away with, or your last word, an overview, something that you want to leave the listeners with to ponder in their hearts? Gosh, you know, without being prepared for this, <laughs> I think the first thing that just comes to mind is just to start believing in yourself and remember how awesome you are and that all of this junk that you're believing that the world is telling you or these outside sources, you know, are influencing for you are just not true. And that you have this higher self that you can live into. And when you understand who you truly are as a person, as a photographer in your relationships, it's then that the fire will come. It's then that the motivation to get up every day and to do the things. And then, I mean, the rest of the stuff is just like learning how to do the Google, my business and the pricing and the email marketing, you know, that's just stuff, but it really just starts with you understanding your capacity by shutting out everything external and leaning into who you really are. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause how would you be motivated to market if you don't feel like you're worthy Absolutely. Or that people would want to know you or like when you're so anyway, I'm not going to summarize what you just said, because it was beautiful. And (laughs) (laughs) I thank you so much, Amy. This was awesome. Um, You're so welcome. It's been really fun to get to know you and to spend time here today. Same, 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 same. So I've said my private goodbyes to the lovely Amy. (laughs) And I really enjoyed uh, the the two parts of that conversation. And so uh, stay tuned for my wrap up. Let me look at my notes and see uh, kind of what I want to share. Um, Oh, but before I do that, just a reminder that I have on lucydumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I, that book, the 10 big ideas for marketing in the real world. And then, um, a seven tips for attracting ideal clients. Now, after everything I learned today, there could be some eight or nine tips, but I'll leave that to 
uh, Amy's, Amy's teaching for that. All right. So she says that the main thing is we have to, in order to market well and be successful, we need to be seen. We need to get out there. We need to not hide under a rock. And then we also talked about being seen by the people that are the ideal clients, um, not just seen by everybody in the whole world. She emphasized it's important not to put all your eggs in one basket, but have different layers of um, how we get seen. And some of those include lead magnets and Facebook ads and local marketing. I mean, I, if I move to a new community and my ideal clients lived somewhere there was, where there was a wonderful farmer's market that also had other kinds of vendors, I'd probably set up a booth with beautiful pictures and meet people and maybe have a drawing uh, for a wall portrait. Um, so getting seen is important. She talks about the importance of email and having an effective website. And then we talked about the, it feels like a core of her um, wisdom is to use the Google My Business opportunity. And that it's something different where people that, that um, find us that way, they're ready to buy. It's different than just a regular Google search. There's algorithms. Um, we can get reviews there. We can post regularly. And um, yeah, it's a way to get on the map and get seen uh, higher. Um, so anywho, I'm going to learn more about that because I love to learn. Um, and then we talked about how limiting beliefs and such affect our, our marketing and our everything in success. So she walked through this. Um, if you have a limiting belief, then you're not motivated because motivation comes from how you feel. And so how you think about yourself affects how we feel. Um, and then if something happens, we make it mean something about us and success comes when we're excited and we know we're awesome. And also that we have grace for ourselves and compassion for the normal ups and downs as a human, as a person in business. And she talks about, we can create better brain habits. We can challenge what we think, challenge to see if it's true. Um, and she talked about the comparing ourselves to others and how that can get into some dangerous uh, self-judgment. Um, and her big emphasis is having grace, 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 grace. Um, and then her parting thoughts was to believe in yourself and remember how awesome you are. And, and if you don't know or think you're awesome, then that is an opportunity to do some work, to 
work with someone else, to read some books, to do some journaling, whatever it takes. Because every one of us, and this is coming from me, every one of us is a miracle. Every single one of you has a heart, talent, passion, creativity, a unique experience in life that that you pull on with everything you do. And um, so anyway, if I could wave a magic wand, I would have everyone listening here and everyone that I ever meet to understand that even if there was only one person in the world, they are wonderful enough to be that one single person. (laughs) I don't know if that made sense. But anyway, I am sending out a big old hug around the world and um, looking forward to you logging in and listening next time. Bye for now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.